If you're looking for a trusted source of natural supplements, look no further than NutritionW.com. Since 1979, Nutrition World has been a staple in the Chattanooga community with dedicated research specialists that stay ahead of the trends to make sure you have the most reliable products available at the most competitive prices. All of their supplements are vetted for quality, effectivity, and potency and shipped using the utmost care with cold packs included in each and every order. You can shop online now at NutritionW.com and choose from thousands of your favorite supplements, sports nutrition, pet, and specialty food products today. Nutrition World, partners on your wellness journey. Hello friends, you're listening to the Holistic Navigator Podcast, where we believe in the body's capacity for self-healing, if given the proper nutrients and care. My name is Brian Strickland, I'm the producer of the show, and here with me in the studio, as always, is your host, Ed Jones. Ed, how are you doing today? Could not be better, Brian. Yesterday I went and flew my Piper airplane, and it continues to remind me, and that's one reason we call this the Holistic Navigator, because I love aviation. But aviation and following a compass in the plane is very similar to following this compass toward optimal health. Now, I do have to say that uh, as far as we are not treating your medical condition, anyone, and there was a book written called Pain-Free by a great guy named Peter Egoscu, and he has in the front of his book, it has become obligatory for health books to carry a legal disclaimer. They go on to uh, recommend that you must consult a doctor before embarking on whatever program is being offered. But as Peter Egoscu says, as he did in his first book, I will again urge readers who feel the need for this disclaimer's protection and counsel to close these covers and leave the pages unread. My working principle as an exercise therapist is that the most important consultation is the one a person has with himself or herself. Healthcare starts with personal responsibility, people. Part of that is being informed and educated, and that is the purpose of the Holistic Navigator. Well, on that note, Ed, to begin, can you just, um, to, to cover our bases about this prostate topic, could you give a brief explanation on uh, just the purpose of the prostate and what um, what function it actually serves in men's health? Uh, the word prostate from the medieval Latin and Greek uh, history means leader, guardian, or before. And what it does is it secretes a fluid that's going to nourish and protect the sperm. One of the number one overwhelming genetic reasons why we are here on this earth and the systems that support us is for procreation, the ability to carry the species onward. And nothing serves that purpose more than the prostate, because without protecting the sperm, we would be non-existent. So it is an amazing system. Uh, And in the history of like Chinese medicine, they do count the pelvis as the seat of the soul in many types of writings because it embodies safety, security, and joy. And no one understands that more than those men who have excessive prostate issues or have had it removed, because it does affect the consciousness. It's not just a separate body part. And you're young enough, Brian, to not have to experience this yet, but hang on, brother, (laughs) hang on. I know as men age, the prostate does slowly enlarge. That's just a fact of life, unfortunately. That often results in a lot of urinary issues in older men. But 
uh, we were talking about earlier, just because you're having some of those urinary issues doesn't necessarily mean that it's attributed to an enlarged prostate. So what are some of the other factors that um, can contribute to those urinary problems? You know, every man who gets to a point where they're getting up at night, they're having some issues with urination, which I'm going to cover a little bit more in a moment, always thinks, oh, my, it's my prostate. Well, you know what? It may be and it may not be because here's the other issues that can play a role in this. And many times it's a combination. BPH, which stands for the generally used term for diagnosing prostate issues of the normal kind, benign prostatic hypertrophy, which is swelling of the prostate. It's it's significant. In fact, uh, it's certainly going to affect the majority of men after the age of 60 and sometimes even 50. But there's another issue called prostatitis, which is different than PD, uh, BPH. And there's bladder issues, including bladder incontinence that mimics the prostate issue. So all these people, many times, even going to the regular docs, are just being treated for one single part of this story when they need to be looking at all three parts, which is the prostate BPH, the bladder and something called prostatitis. So what are the main differences between BPH and prostatitis? All right, I'm going to cover BPH first. Uh, the word benign means, of course, non-cancerous. Prostatic, prostate, and hypertrophy means growth. Uh, we go to the gym to get hypertrophy of my bicep because I want to do curls and I want them to enlarge. But because the prostate is encapsulated in such a small tight area of the body, we really don't want that walnut-sized organ to get any bigger because what happens is the urethra, which is where the urine flows, uh, the prostate wraps around it. So the more it swells, sometimes the more it's going to press on the plumbing. And if I can ever talk to the designer of this human body, I want a redesign. I want an <laughs> Edward 2.0 just on the pelvic area because we need a little more room down there. So the prostate's located directly beneath the bladder, isn't that right? Directly beneath the bladder. Okay. Uh, and it's, you know, it wraps around the urethra. Here's the symptoms when it is a normal BPH, frequent urination at night. You know, how many, I'm going to ask you personal questions. How many times do you get up, if you're sleeping well at night, Brian? Uh, get up to use the restroom? Yes. Uh, zero. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, most times at my 62 years old, I am getting up. If I get up three, I'm a happy camper. Yeah. Ooh, really happy because there's many a nights I'm up five and six times. Luckily, I've set my system up to to recover from that and to go back to sleep because of what I do nutritionally. It is not going to happen unless you work at it. But the symptoms, frequent urination, difficultly to postpone your urination, like, oh, I've got to go. Oh, now I have to go. I don't can't hold it. Um, here's the other. Uh, I call it urinal anxiety. Go to the urinal in a public place. Takes forever to get it started at times. And other times I'm just like a young person. Weak flow. And then probably the worst for me is I finish going to the bathroom and go back to bed or whatever. And three minutes later, it feels like I got to go again, but I really don't. Now, so that is a common BPH symptoms. Now, prostatitis, and I'm going to make it really simple here because we're going to focus on BPH. And I'm going to give you the ideas and education necessary to improve yourself significantly. Uh, but prostatitis is 
an inflammation of the prostate, which is a little different than swelling. I mean, we know what it is if you stump your toe and it's inflamed, opposed to your bicep getting bigger. It's just a different condition. The problem with prostatitis is uh, it's only 10% of the time based in bacteria, 90% it is not. And you have far greater symptoms of prostatitis, which is sexual dysfunction at times, but chronic pain in the pelvic region. Uh, It feels like a golf ball up your butt in many cases when people describe prostatitis. It is not being talked about, and conventional medicine is horrendously disconnected from this term, prostatitis. In fact, there are plenty of men who have committed suicide because of prostatitis, because along with the Inflammation comes anxiety and depression, and it can come out of the clear blue. It can come and go for no apparent reasons, but chronic stress and a tightness in the pelvic area is one of the biggest reasons for prostatitis. Can't get into how and what to do about this at this stage, but I want people to know BPH is not prostatitis. Prostatitis is not BPH. Now, for you to learn more. I want you to remember this. This is the book that saved my life. It's written by Dr. David Wise, W-I-S-E. You can go to YouTube and listen to it. It's called Headache in the Pelvis, Headache in the Pelvis. And secondly, by uh, uh, the theory of pain and emotions, Dr. John Sarno, S-A-R-N-O. These are the people to go to to learn how to to journey through this. Lastly, bladder issues. You know what? Bladder issues can almost mimic prostate exactly. And we have so many things in our life that is causing our bladder to be sensitive. The foods that can trigger it. Hey, let me tell you, yesterday or day before, I had a half a bar of very healthy chocolate, 78%, all good ingredients, everything. And that night was a pretty harsh night for me because chocolate irritates my bladder. So we have to talk about that just for a minute. Uh, because you got to figure out your trigger foods. And then there's an herb, a special one called Angelica, that is beyond belief if you get the right company and the right brand in order to uh, get the results. Uh, And I will say really quickly, because I know my time flies by so fast, it's all about people finding the right source of product. I do always recommend shopping at a local health food store that is passionate and understands this whole conversation. Secondly, ordering off online. First off, you got heat of the summer that's going to really reduce the quality of your product. Quit ordering online, people. The summer times are making these products reduce in potency quickly, and you don't know it because it looks fine, but it isn't fine. But before we move on, what is it in those foods that are actually irritating the bladder? Is there some specific component that's doing that? Uh, It's not a specific component. It is the body's immune system and how it's reacting to these molecules. And so that's different for everybody. But I can say that alcohol, chocolate and caffeine are the three biggest triggers, which I really like all three of those. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but the herb called Angelica, but it has to be a specific one, and it's called Arch Angelica, is the only one that has the research from Iceland that in Iceland, this is what you would get if you went to your physician and you had these complaints because it strengthens the bladder. It doesn't matter if it's still BPH. You, a stronger bladder means you're going to hold it longer. 
So make sure you understand the three parts of this puzzle, which is BPH, prostatitis, and potentially bladder, and can be all three. All right, so now that we know the, the three components that can work in conjunction or just one or the other, let's cover BPH a little further on what exactly causes the BPH to begin with. So can you speak about that just a little bit? Here are the list that I have seen in person for 30 and 40 years. First off, size of your prostate is not always related to your symptoms. Huh. Wow, that's that's a something we don't hear, but I can tell you for sure the amount of people who have uh, large prostates, only half of them have symptoms. And there's people who have symptoms with very small prostates. So it is not cookie cutter. It is not standard. So don't think because your doc says, oh, you have a small one does not mean that you can't have the same urinary issues. Two, testosterone converting to DHT is one of the major causes as we age. What does that mean? Well, testosterone, when you're young, is really efficient. And as we get older, we start lacking the ability to keep it in its in its lane in the highway, and it wants to go off, and it converts to dihydrotestosterone, which causes the swell, uh, swelling of the cell lining the prostate. And if it swells, it's going to put pressure. Three, increased estrogen. What we are witnessing is because of our toxic world that we're living in, we're, we are exposing men and women to a lot of pretend estrogens in the environment And I mean, those come from plastics and from drinking water, from fire retardants, down the whole list of of exposure to our worlds. And part of this is we can't run from that. The the real solution is to help the body adapt and relieve itself of these high levels through nutritional supplementation. It cannot happen any other way. Believe it or not, one of the biggest Estrogen mimickers is sprayed on golf courses. It is a chemical that is called venclozolin, and it's a and it's a fungicide. It's applied to fruits and vegetables also, and on the turf of golf courses. And it alters the genes in the prostate and makes you make more estrogen. So, huh? I don't know. Maybe all these golfers who are having their troubles that could be one of them. Here's a second holistic navigator revelation. Not enough sex can cause BPH, people. But on the other side, too much can too. So that's something you have to be aware of. Number six, excessive sitting. Sitting is the new smoking. I speak of that often. We actually see blood work changing within a matter of two hours if we do it before and after because of inactivity. And when you do sit, you press on those tight areas within the pelvis. Guess what? Truck drivers have one of the highest rates of BPH and prostate cancer in the nation. Well, we can imagine how much sitting they do. Uh, Number seven, found this one out the hard way, excessive deep movements in the gym or other exercise arenas. I was doing CrossFit about four to seven years ago, off and on, had the worst flare-up of prostatitis of my life because I was doing those deep squats and deep uh, cleans, and I still can't do it. I have to do what I can do, which is generally plenty, but when you do a lot of things that involve the pelvic muscles and you do it with explosiveness and heavy weights, 
you can be asking for trouble. Now, if it doesn't bother you, it's perfectly fine. It's not hurting you. Number eight, insomnia. Insomnia is a demon to men after 50 on prostate issues. Next tip, overweight, obese, excess BMI. The measurement of your waist size, if you are over 40 inches, you are asking for trouble, people. Number nine, this is not a cause, but I've got to mention it. The BRCA2 gene. Without going into any significant details, this gene is the gene that the movie star uh, Angelina Jolie had her breast removed along with tens of thousands of other women because they will have about an 80% chance of breast cancer if they have this gene. Well, guess what? Men also have a far greater level of risk if they have this gene. I love to empower people through the Holistic Navigator. I'm not a fan of you going and being trapped into the medical system unless you truly have trustworthy partners. So here's the tip. You want to find out about BRCA gene on your own? Okay, for $199, go to 23andMe and do the home test that you will send off. It is totally accurate because it's looking at your genes. And if you do have it, you are not doomed, let me tell you. It just means you need to be more aggressive about watchful waiting. And there's a word called epigenetics. Genes are not Hardwired genes are either silent or active. Guess what makes them active, people? Exposure to nutrition and foods and toxins. So guess what? We want to keep the genes genes silent that should be silent. Clean up your act. Take the right supplements. Get your liver to detoxify by the use of the green drinks that I speak of and all of the other supplements. And find a functional medicine practitioner to help you on this journey. And be, you know, more aggressive about watching. It only applies to 1% to 2% of men. But if you're truly concerned, you have family history, the BRCA2 gene by 23andMe. Tenth is an endocrine disruptors. Those are the chemicals I spoke about earlier, like the fire retardants, but also lead. Lead is a heavy metal along with mercury that can be totally destructive to the body and the prostate. In fact, I had a friend of mine who just recently passed away from prostate cancer, and he was a fireman. And anytime the you, fireman goes into the homes where the mattresses are burning, the, coach, uh, the couches, the fire retardants that are put on those are so toxic. They're actually toxic when they're not burning, but they far more when they are. And then lastly, on this subject of endocrine uh, disruptors, Anyone truly interested, download this app. It's called Think Dirty. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. No, it's not any bad site now. What it is, is you're going to take your cell phone and you're going to scan any of your cosmetic products, your nutritional products, your food products. It's not 100% complete, but what it's going to do is give you a rating as to the cleanliness of that product in five seconds. Instead of you having to... to, uh, Try to analyze all those words and every product you pick up. Just scan the thing. The guy who owns this is awesome, and he's right on target. So with all of these contributors and the things that we're exposed to on a daily basis now, what age should men begin to be concerned about their prostate health? Should Are there precautions that can be taken at a younger age, or should we just start at middle age and then begin wearing then? 
Great question. I believe that with our knife and fork, we just start at one day old or whenever we start eating foods. As supplementally, if you have family history, I would be more aggressive with it. But generally, about 35 to 40 years old is when I would start because that's when the changes begin to occur. Okay. It's scary to think that I'm almost already there. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, with the supplements in mind, I know that you have some suggestions. So let's talk about those really quick. For those who just want to kind of maintain optimal health or I don't know if somebody is already starting to experience symptoms. What are your recommendations for maintaining that that optimal prostate health? Good question. Of course, that I think a lot of people that was the uh, the goal of this podcast is to learn what can I do to help prevent. And again, I have to be legal, even though I had the first disclaimer, check with your doctor if you're being treated and find a good person to help you along this path. I don't think they're common, but you can find them. You know, we've all heard Sopometo, and many people say it works. Many people say it doesn't. One reason it doesn't work, people, is because the uh, inferiority of quality is very common in all industries, and it certainly is in the nutritional industry. You don't hurt yourself by using nutrients of even cheap origin, but you don't get the results. So in an indirect way, you are. But Sopometo, and the reason you may hear people say it doesn't work, because they did not use a quality product. But in a 2013 study, 320 milligrams of salt palmetto daily for six weeks scored a 52% improvement on what they call the International Prostate Symptom Score. Two, stinging nettle. It's another herb, and I'm not going to go into the biochemistry of any of these because of time. But if you're going to search for a protocol, you can do one of these. But I personally do all of these every day. Salt palmetto, stinging nettle. Pygium from Africa, 100 milligrams, showed a 38% reduction in nighttime urination and reduction in bladder volume. Fourth, pumpkin seed. Eat them, please. You can buy them in supplements, and I am a supplement nut, but I'm a food nut also. So eat pumpkin seeds every single day. In fact, one study showed a 41% reduction in PSAs of men who ate a lot of pumpkin seeds. There's something called a pollen extract. It is from, you know, the beehive, and it has shown also a pleasing amount of support for the prostate. Flax seeds, they contain something called lignans. Lignans are going to help remove this estrogen from the body. And estrogen elevating is one of the significant issues, people, along with, if you listen to my podcast on libido, it is causing a far less in performance in libido, boron, three milligrams a day of boron will raise your testosterone slightly and it's going to help protect the prostate. Back to the bladder thing, you got to get Angelica Arch, it's called Arch Angelica, 100 milligrams twice a day from Iceland. It is beyond belief how that can work. Number 10, following an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. I've spoke about it on my personal protocol. I spoke about it on the keto diet. I've spoke about it on many of these podcasts, but it involves eating a diet of less carbs, very healthy fats in a good to modest amount and eating healthy protein, but in a clean type of diet and also supplementing so that the liver gets rid of any toxins. And keep this in mind, people, all the food fattest out there who think, oh, I don't need a supplement. 
Where in the hell do you think these foods are always being grown at? They're not in your backyard where you have babied your soil and the soils are not depleted. They're grown in many places, even organic, that's far away. They're being picked before they arrive. They're being shipped long distances. Uh, They're getting glyphosate on them. It doesn't matter if it's not being sprayed. So you have to protect yourself with supplements of some sort with the food. Uh, 11 is indole-3-carbinol. comes from cruciferous vegetables. What are those? Cabbage, cauliflower, Brussels sprout. That's going to open the liver's P450 system to lower this estrogen again. And lastly, beta-cystosterol. It is a component of foods such as the oil and nuts and certain veggies and or supplements because it reduces an enzyme called 5-alpha reductase, which is going to stop the conversion of this testosterone to DHT, which is causing the swelling again, people. That's how it works. Um, With the soft palmetto, any difference between berries and extracts? I know I've seen those in the store. And do you recommend one over the other? Great question. What you want to look for on a label is that it has fatty acids, 80 to 85 percent fatty acids. If it doesn't say that word, you're getting the dried plant. The dried plant in a capsule will not do what the studies show. So great question because I did not cover that. And to wrap it up, Brian, I want to mention a physician that I follow online named Dr. Geo, G-E-O, and his website is drgeo.com. And he is a naturopathic urologist who I am fascinated by his writings because I so often agree and also learn from him. And he will do a virtual consultation for people who are having prostate cancer and or BPH or any prostate urinary issues. And he's based in naturopathic medicine, but also has a leg in the normal uh, world of conventional, which is the way it should be. Use it with wisdom. And as Hippocrates said in 460 BC, everyone has a doctor in him or her. We just have to help it in its work. The natural healing force within each of us is the greatest force in getting well. Our food should be our medicine and our medicine our food. Thank you, everyone. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on the behalf of any purchaser or reader of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen. 